For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Donald Trump wants to build a wall between the U.S. and Mexico. But would that really work? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And the big news this week, of course, the Donald Trump Show continues. He rolled out his immigration plan, his very controversial, aggressive immigration plan. And the centerpiece, the very first item there, is the he calls for a wall between the United States and Mexico. And he says he's going to get Mexico to pay for it. That's his little flash. He always has to have a little flash. But the real question to me is, what are you trying to accomplish with the wall? And would it, would it work? So if the, and I've always been a little suspicious about this idea of the wall, of building a wall between Mexico and the United States to stop illegal immigrants. First of all, I think that a big conflict in this country is people's, are people's views and desires about immigration and the way we completely lack control over our policymakers. I think the distinction between legal and illegal is kind of a moving target. And what people really should focus on is what their goals are with immigration, what's just, what's fair. As a libertarian, I recognize the right to work and the right to travel. But I also recognize that we don't live in a free society and the state distorts things like the labor market. They actually create a black market for labor here with a lot of labor regulations, labor floor, minimum wage does that. People here aren't allowed to work, but they get supported by welfare and food stamps. But there are still jobs under that level that suck people in from other countries, particularly uh, low-skilled Mexicans. So when you have these distortions, these that make the migratory flows inorganic, let's say, like not natural in a free society, even a libertarian has to kind of look at maybe why the government is making these policies and what the impact is. And if that is consistent with a free society or uh, what your goals are, preserving our rights, that's what I really care about. You get my only real concern, my primary concern is that if you tie the right to work and travel to require citizenship for that if you say okay you can't just come over and work you have to be a citizen to work then you're allowing people to vote and if you have people from mexico where there's for example a total gun ban they might not really appreciate how important it is for us to defend the second amendment against our policymakers. so that's where the libertarian argument starts to be a real debate among libertarians like how to what extent do you have to care that we don't actually live in a free society? And I really want to get into those the, that conversation later on. It's a long conversation. Let's warm up first. I want to really talk about this idea of the wall, though. So let's put aside what you want from immigration and just say Donald Trump says he wants to stop illegal immigration. What 
would the and he wants to build a wall to do it would that work and for me that it made some i wondered about the wall because to say that we need a wall that the wall would stop illegal immigration makes it a makes it seem like a tactical problem that we just don't know how to get it done you know like geez they're all scratching their heads standing around the border like i mean i would stop these guys but i just i can't figure out how you know i don't think that's that is it at all it's a policy that we really are not trying to stop it we don't have to think of like what would the ancient chinese do oh build a wall i don't think that's it and i look at little examples and it convinces me that the wall isn't really the answer. For example, in California, they have a really big agricultural industry, and they're totally paranoid, like rightly concerned about bugs, bugs coming into California. So they use their heads. They set policies that are very effective in screening for foreign agriculture and bugs that might come over. So you hear about the California drought, but you're not hearing about a California blight, because they do a pretty good job of keeping bugs out. And a wall would not do that. Like, there are ways that we can use our heads to control borders. Also, a friend of mine has a ranch in Texas, as another example. And it butts up against the Mexican border. Like, his ranch borders on the Rio Grande. And his wife was telling me she used to walk down to the river, such as it is. And she can't anymore because the drug cartels have snipers there. And they pick people off who go near the border because they don't want competition crossing over the border to compete with them in the drug markets here. So very few people get shot, if anyone, because everybody knows don't go near the border. There are snipers there. And in Texas, this isn't even like a crazy concept because Texans are allowed to secure their borders on private property, even against uh, other Americans that you can, if somebody crosses your border, you can kill them. And I'm not suggesting that it's a good idea to set up snipers and just shoot everybody. But if you build a wall, what do you think's on top of that wall? If you don't have the snipers on top of the wall, people are just going to crawl over it and run away. You know, in the Berlin Wall, they had soldiers manning it. So why, if you're willing to do that, if that's the ultimate goal, why not put them around, you know, along the barbed wire fence? Maybe it slows them down. But I'm just saying it's we could control that border right now. Now, it's hard because when you have a black market for labor like we do, that sucks people over. It's very, you really can't control an economic black market without extreme violence. So like the drug war, who controls the drug war? Only Singapore or places like Singapore, they have the death penalty for drugs. And that kind of brutality can staunch a a black market. But short of that, you're really not going to get hungry, poor people from trying everything they can to enter a black market for labor. So like if we address that problem, this other illegal immigration thing wouldn't really be a problem. But if you're going to have the black market for labor, you have to get very brutal about containing it. And a wall or not a wall, you're still going to have to use some brute force. So I feel like the wall would be a lot of energy, a lot of money, and we'd still end up where we started. But there, but something else happened that really shed light for me on this issue which is a friend of mine from Sweden, her parents came over and told, were complaining to me about the Somalian and Iraqi immigration into Sweden. Now, would a wall solve their immigration problem? Of course not, because Somalians aren't crawling over the border. They're being let in at some level at the ports or the airports by a government whose policy does not reflect at least the the citizen Swedes I was talking to, 
because likely their government has an internationalist outlook, follows, you know, marches to the beat of the, I would say, international power elite, the, the, the drum of that. And I have, I can't help but think that we do too, that our government does also marches to this beat. And I discovered kind of by accident that that is the beat, that this this immigration failure, let's say the border failure, isn't tactical at all, but it's really a policy uh, profile that you can probably find a lot of smoking guns where our border patrol policies don't work right. But what's the bigger picture? Is there a bigger picture? And I really did find the smoking gun in that I was looking into Ted Cruz's wife, Heidi Cruz, was a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. And she was on a task force that issued a report called Building a North American Community. And that report said that the goal, the ultimate goal, this is the Council of Foreign Relations recommendation, which Heidi Cruz signed off on and said, I agree with these recommendations. The ultimate goal is to have the free flow of people and products, of labor and goods, among, throughout this tri-national area, they called it, tri-national region, something like that, Canada, the United States, and Mexico. So that's their goal. And as a libertarian, I like the free movement of people and labor and goods. But this, this document does not, it does not recommend an increase in freedom. It actually recommends conforming of laws, using uh, conforming law enforcement, interoperability, it says, among law enforcement and the military across the continent. And it even suggests in expressly, it suggests a Bilderberg Group-like organization focused on giving an agenda and support to policymakers to make this happen in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. This document was really a smoking gun for me. So I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that and how I think they are actually implementing this behind the scenes. And I want to get your reactions. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 83 degrees outside the studio, a five on the Mellish meter. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. We're talking about Donald Trump's idea and others like him uh, of building a wall between the U.S. and Mexico. I have lots to say about it. I want to talk about uh, if I if I I actually think it's a trap, a distraction, a delaying tactic and a money waster to build that wall. And I have a lot to back that up. I know that's a hot sports opinion. So I'm going to get to that at the bottom of the hour, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Corey and coming. Hi, Corey. You're on with Monica. Corey, are you with me? All right. I'm going to go to Don in Marietta. I'm going to get back to Corey, so hang on. Don in Marietta, you're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Love your show. I love the topic today. You know, you talked about the wall. I'm probably one of the most constitutional conservative people that, that I know. But I don't think the wall is the best answer. I don't think the wall is the best way. I think every way is the best way. And the wall is a part of that. Why? What do you hope to get out of the wall? Well, the wall, like a monitored wall, a closely monitored wall, would deter 
as many people as convincing our youth that they're not too good to do agricultural jobs or construction jobs. Or Okay, Don, you're bringing up a great point, and this is a point I would like to make, is that the wall helps insulate this country from the consequences of its screwed up labor policies. So if we just fixed the labor policies, our youth don't do those jobs because there are food stamps and welfare underneath. They get subsidized college without regard to the major. So they're totally overqualified for regular jobs. You know what? There's minimum wage floors on, you know, you can't work. If they change it to $15 an hour, you can't work for under $15 an hour. So there's a big problem there in that we have uh, we have a black market for labor and the wall is just going to is be a band-aid on that. It's not even going to um, fix that problem. I want to talk about that more. Uh, Don, you can hang on to the bottom of the hour. I've got lots of calls coming up. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can also tweet at me at Monica Perez Show, and uh, check out my Facebook page, my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. And now for something completely different. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6 normally. Next week, though, I'll be on from 4 to 6, and I have a special feature I'm going to do next week at 530 I am going to do Ask the Libertarian. So you can, I'm just going to rapid fire, ask me anything. I will give you the answer if you wonder anything about libertarianism or if you are libertarian and want to suss out the nuances of some position, you can call at that time or you can contact me through email on my website, monicaperezshow.com, Facebook it, or uh, tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. And... We are talking about Donald Trump's immigration plan. Really, just uh, that's what reminded me that there is a real controversy about whether or not we should build a wall. And my, I actually think a wall is a distraction. That's how, not only do I think that our problem is not tactical, it's not that we can't figure out how to secure the border without building a physical wall. We definitely can, because on top of that wall is just going to be a bunch of snipers, so just uh, walk it. You know, we do it in foreign countries. We can do it in our own country. But the my real problem with it is I actually think it's a distraction, because the wall is going to have a gate in it, and it's going to be manned by our government, and they can leave that gate open. And I think they will not to allow illegals in. But I think I, from what I have read in this document I was talking about earlier, a Council of Foreign Relations document that Heidi Cruz, Ted Cruz's wife, signed off on, agreed with the recommendations. Its primary goal is to is to for the free movement of labor and goods of people and products among Mexico, the United States and Canada. And if that is their goal, and I believe that this this project of the CFR, the CFR is very powerful. It is a super influential organization that highest levels of government respond to. And this is what they want. This is the template that they want for what they call the tri-national region, the North American community of Canada, the United States, and Mexico. And it's not, as a libertarian, I would say, oh, that's great, that's more freedom, move people around, but that's not the goal. The goal is to conform all the laws to the most restrictive laws in those three countries. So if Canada has super strict environmental laws, 
this calls for the U.S. to unilaterally adopt the Canadian laws. Or if Mexico is super strict labor laws, we should unilaterally adopt Mexican laws. Seriously, that's what it says. And I wondered why it didn't come of anything. Where, how are they trying to implement this? And then I realized this was written in 2005, and in 2006, the Trans-Pacific Trade Partnership Project was launched, and it is now coming to fruition, and it involves, it's secret. So even if it gets passed or not passed, we can't see it for 10 years. So we don't know what they're up to and what it's going to end up being if it goes through. And Boehner gave Obama fast-track authority on this. Congress will, uh, according to what's been leaked about this, Congress will conform our laws to what's in that trade agreement. And we don't know what's in that trade agreement. But Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. will be signatories of that agreement. And the CFR is just another one of those big international power elite institutions like the Trilateral Commission, like all the people who contribute to these grand schemes of how to centralize economic power on a world level. So this, I, I personally suspect that the Trans-Pacific Trade Partnership has, a, has goals that will conform with the CFR Blueprint. You can go to my website, monicaparesho.com, to see more about this document. So I think that by the time the wall is finished, we'll have been watching the wall, waiting for the wall, and then they'll say, oh, we don't actually have any requirements to check people crossing the borders anymore. So the wall will have been uh, just a delaying tactic while they actually change the legal regime. And there are libertarian nuances to that. I do want to get to some calls. We I had Don on before the break and he said that he wanted he liked the idea of the wall because he wanted to get our kids back to work and that's a real uh it's a subtle point that i have which is our kids don't work or we have a lot of unemployed workers not just unemployment but people who aren't even looking for jobs because we have this dysfunctional labor market a floor of labor uh, from minimum wage or food stamps to subsidize people who don't want to work at a certain level. What we need to do is fix that labor market. And certainly the illegal immigration we're looking at would completely go away. I think that is self-evident. But Don, you've had a little time to digest that and you had other points. So what do you got to say? Well, and I think government policy, changing that is just an after effect of what caused it. What caused it was the parents and people from my generation teaching their kids that you're too good for these jobs. You need Everybody needs to go to college. Everybody needs to do this. So that left a void that they filled. Now, I was really interested in this document that you, that you read. Yeah. And I don't think Americans would ever go for that because if Mexico has the strictest immigration laws or some of the strictest immigration laws in the world, if we adopted their immigration laws, we would have a problem. We well, this, I'll tell you, this is the thing that they do, they do in this document describe how they want strict immigration laws around the tri-national area. So they want to favor Mexican and Canadian immigration and working and all that over the outside world. Now, to me, I don't, I, I don't know what the end game is there. I think that it is a, uh, a tactic of, let's say, those who would like more convergence into a world government to make these regions kind of modular and then fit together. So you have the European community, you have the North American community, I'm sure there's an Asian community, and then these Trans-Pacific Trade Partnership and the Transatlantic Trade Partnership will just lock them together. So that's my expectation. 
but it's not a question of whether we would go for it because it's all done secretly. It's all done outside of a legislative process. It's totally unconstitutional what these guys are proposing and what this Trans-Pacific Trade Partnership will implement. It's a little scary. Absolutely, because in Mexico, the first time you're caught trying to work or being in the country illegally, they deport you. And if you have had a child in Mexico, they would naturally assume you would take your child with you. That it wouldn't be a question of separating families. We're deporting you. And then if you come back, you go to prison for five years. I mean, that's, that's, I don't think you could ever get that passed in the United States. I don't, I don't, I don't think it, uh, the ACLU would let that happen. I, I don't think anything like that could ever happen. Well, I think it's beyond, like, the ACLU. I think it's this higher-level policy, and I do think issues like that become really out of control here because we don't have clear policies that are enforced. So even as a libertarian, my theoretical free society would have free movement. It would have strictly private property, and you could hire anybody you wanted and rent an apartment to anybody you wanted. But we do have laws and policies. I, I think the greatest value in having U.S. sovereignty is it's, kind of, it's the last bastion of the right to self-defense. I mean, if we had a free society, that would be great. And if this, this idea of free movement of people and goods was meant to increase our freedom overall, I'd be fine with it. However, they want to conform laws to the least free. It actually says that to the strictest possible standards. And who knows when they would slip the gun thing in there so our Second Amendment rights would go away. So it is tricky. But if you want to talk about deporting people who have babies and stuff, that's that becomes less of a problem when the policy is clear and the policy is enforced. We have a big problem in that that gets people really compassionate about the individuals who would be affected because we have made a habit of of promoting expectations that those laws would never be enforced so many uh nuances to this discussion i'm going to Corey. Corey, you're on with monica hey monica thanks for taking my call thank you for holding what do you got uh yeah uh i have a comment uh, about the walls south of san diego and chula vista um, but first of all, I just wanted to say I 100% agree with your position on Trump. You know, I, I think that he's probably the most blatant and egregious incidents of election manipulation in history. To be it does honest. seem like a media circus, right? Yeah, I mean, he's the only constant in a sea of variables in this convoluted election season. But uh, I'd, I'd have a, the example about San Diego, I think, really comports with your opinion on the issue that uh, the government's really not willing to enforce border laws, because in San Diego... The wall is literally concrete posts uh, spaced a few feet and a half apart, or a foot and a half apart. And a 6'2", 180-pound man could fit through that. (laughs) And uh, California just uh, refuses to enforce border laws. And they would just, in the end, have to catch those people or shoot them or whatever if they get through or over a fence, and they're not willing to do that now, so why would they be willing to do it then? I mean, it's so El Chapo got out of the highest security prison or a very high security prison in Mexico by building tunnels. They get their drugs in. It's not a tactical problem. It's a problem of will, in my opinion. Yeah, I would certainly agree. So thank you so much, Corey. I um, lost Chad, but he was saying that the... Uh, Caller is saying that the problem, uh, a big problem in this country, is that most of the illegal immigrants are here on expired visas, or 40% of them are on expired visas. That means that there are, if that stat is correct, that people are being let in. And that was one thing that Trump 
does address in his plan a lot of Trump's plan. He has a couple of controversial things. The wall. Another thing is changing um, the laws about birthright citizenship that you cannot become a citizen just by being born here. I have really hot sports opinions on that one, and I want to discuss that uh, in depth. But a lot of his other positions are basically deport criminals. I've never understood that. Any arrest whatsoever, even if you are a legal immigrant, any, any arrest for something that's genuinely wrong, from gang crime to a DWI, I would say you have to go back. Why keep those people? And the gang stuff drives me crazy because so much of that is from the drug war. I mean, you see the violence, the uh, the kind of sophisticated, high-profile apparatuses they have to get their stuff in and out. When you have a black market that creates that kind of profit, you are really going to have a competition in for like law enforcement and stuff, you're gonna have real problems, and they do. And I and I think that eliminating the drug war would eliminate all of those problems. But if you're not gonna do that, and you arrest illegal or legal immigrants who are not yet yet citizens of this country in gang activity or crimes, let's say, they should go. It's pretty simple stuff, and and Trump does touch on that, and I think that's good. But. These things are not libertarian positions, really, but it's a little tricky to to take libertarian positions and say, I'll take any liberties any way I get them. So you should open the borders because borders don't even really make sense in a libertarian society. We all have the right to own private property, to work, to travel. It's It, the, it doesn't make sense. But when we have a... Uh, let's call it a power elite that wants more control at the top, wants more central economic control at the top, and a big barrier to that control is the United States citizens' defense of their Bill of Rights, especially the Second Amendment. What are they going to do? They're going to try to get people here who can vote away those rights and who would vote away those rights. So they manipulate the migratory flow so that there are people who come from countries who do not have this kind of enlightenment history, the history of the kind of where the Bill of Rights came from, how fundamental that is, it came from places that have socialism come, uh, they want the lower, less educated people to come across, and then they want to tie citizenship to the right to work and travel so that you want the freedom, but then you, you know, as a libertarian, you want the freedom, but then all of a sudden these people have the right to vote. And that's that's not necessary for the right to work and travel. So I think it's I really smell a rat that we are being manipulated on this issue. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Hi, today of 89, low will be 72. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shumi, the official air conditioning of summer. Got some... Uh, Tweets here, some pretty bold tweets. Jennifer says, uh, just because Trump has said things conservatives want to hear is not enough to earn a vote. Shop Daddy says, I support illegal immigration prohibition. Enforce our borders always. I call myself a libertarian. And Blake says, we all know our country is turning totalitarian. That wall is to keep us in. So let's open up a conversation about that stuff. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Ray and Mableton. Ray, you're on with Monica. 
Good afternoon, Monica. I just wanted to make a comment about a statement you made a minute ago that you don't believe in borders, that everybody should be able to travel wherever they want to. But what would happen to the Olympics if there are no borders? (laughs) That is a serious concern. The most important thing to worry about. Yes, yes, ma'am. And I did have one more comment about libertarians that I have a lot of respect for you guys because you were stoned way before marijuana was invented. (laughs) Hey, uh, Ayn Rand, people think of her as a libertarian, but she used to call hardcore libertarians hippies of the right. But let me clarify, Ray. I say this stuff because I am a libertarian, and there is a libertarian philosophy, which is freedom. It's a free, it, you, we have objective rights. I am an anarcho-capitalist. I mean, that's how hardcore a libertarian I am, that I see the state, not government, not laws, rules, which are obvious, don't touch me or my stuff, is the basic law, but the state exploits us so that they can take away our property, our rights, and give privileges to its friends. So in my free society, everyone would have the right to work and travel because there would be the borders would be the borders of your private property. And if you're going to let somebody onto your property, that's your choice. If you want to give them a job or let them use your road, that's your choice. But once the state hijacks stuff like that, builds roads and puts them right up against your front door, even if you don't want them there. And I think they do that so they can collect everybody's taxes then you have a problem because they go on and don't allow you to just uh, associate only with whom you want to associate with. So they complicate this freedom issue. So in my theoretical world, total freedom. In this world, we need to think seriously about how the policies affect our the liberties we have remaining. Next up, I'm going to tell you a little more about the CFR and let Hillary, in her own words, tell you how powerful it really is. This is Monica Perez. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.